Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. So hey, old time crime gal fan listeners, this is Melissa here with my friend Shannon, and it's been a while. I think I know we had like two weeks before one episode. We're working on that. We're gonna get backlogged and get in a regular pattern yes. because people are joining the Facebook group. We're growing. We know some We're people excited. are listening. People are messaging us, which we love, giving us story ideas, and everything is great. Yes. But life happens. That's our motto. We're going to stick with it. And Melissa informed me that on some of our podcasts, I'm a little quieter. So I'm trying to talk loud. I've never been accused of being quiet, but (laughs) there's always a first time. Well, there's a placement of the one microphone that we have. So we need to grow to have two microphones. That's right. That's right. And we're actually a dedicated space where we don't have, I think the next one that's coming up, you'll hear my dog or you'll hear my kid and like life happens. That's right. And I'm not an editor. We are not professional people by any means. We have jobs. We have lives. This is just our hobby. So it's not perfect. There's a lot of competition out there, but we do appreciate you listening to us. We do, yes. Just two average gals living life and having fun. So I hear hear my dog panting like she's about to bark. So she may be in this episode as well. Um, But a listener did reach out. Her name is Layla. Yeah. (laughs) Her um, a listener did reach out to us and gave us a story that they would like to hear more on because they're in the area and it was been told to them through their mom. So we're going to go back to, um, how do you say, Mo- mobile or mobile? Actually, I say mobile. Mobile. Alabama. Yes, mobile, mobile Alabama. Alabama. Cause I that's know- my countryness. It's not mobile <laughs> Alabama, but that's how I say it, mobile. So I've heard it all, all different ways. And if you're from there, please let us know. You may have more information because, unfortunately, this particular case was very short. So, this will be a short episode. I could not find a lot, and what I did find was much of the same. Um, But we do want to talk about it because someone wants it heard. So, we're going to get her story out there. But So, this is in Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama in 1992. So... You have this man, and his name is Samuel Ivory, and I could not find much on him, and I don't know what happened, but he was in a mental facility. Don't know. Don't know why. Don't don't know why. Don't know how. Don't don't know when. But I do know that in 1992, when this happened, he was recently released. So someone did not do their job. (laughs) He should have stayed where he was. Um, So... On the afternoon, and most of this I actually read through the entire court document list. So while I couldn't find a lot of substance, it was very legal jargony, hundred different thousand ways to say the same thing. Um, so on August fifteenth, nineteen ninety-two, around one thirty in the afternoon, Samuel enters a Shell gas station in the downtown area, and he's got a travel bag with him, like a duffel bag, and inside the duffel bag. Um, you know, he just looks like a drifter, a, a vagrant. Just, I was gonna say he was probably homeless. Yeah, I mean, he just got released from this mental yeah. facility. And Lord, you know, Lord knows what he was doing. He just drifted. Not that everybody that comes out, but if he already had a bag and he was just on the street, yeah, that's probably where. His home um, was. Well, he gave the vibe that that's what was was going on. He yeah. was just kind of loitering around the area. 
So he's carrying that travel bag. And the travel bag, um, he's got a hatchet, a knife, and a hammer. So he had You know, not your typical stuff. So he had to have been somewhere beforehand to get the things. Um, That's not just hanging out at your, you know. Yeah. I take that with me everywhere I go. Actually, we probably should where we live. Hopefully that wasn't what he had going into. (laughs) Here's your belongings that you check out. (laughs) That's what he checked into the facility with. Yes. Hopefully that's not the case. Oh, yeah. But so after being in the store, he was in the store for about 30 minutes. Okay. We're in the the shell station. He was in the store for about 30 minutes. And you're not supposed to be in a gas station for 30 minutes, I wouldn't think, unless you're. Well, I mean, if I. Okay. So it took me like 20 minutes this morning to decide what I wanted to eat from the gas station. But. I don't think anybody's timing somebody, but that's a long but time to be in a small store yeah. and you're like walking around not doing anything. And, and it can be kind of like, you didn't yeah. really have the food and the, you know, it might have been True. a grill, but, you know. But so he'd been there for a while and apparently he was waiting for it to empty out. So he waited for he everyone to leave. And, hid or- and he waited for everyone to leave. And then um, the only person that was left was 27 year old Deborah Lewis. Um, she was a mother of two and she was working, but then he locks the doors from the inside. Cause I guess they have that kind of the lock where it doesn't, you don't need the key to lock the door. You just turn the little handle. Right. And, um, so he locks the doors and then that's where, you know, stuff goes down. So he robs her and he got like $302. So it was not like a massive robbery. This was not a bank. This was a convenience store in the nineties. And, um, then he forces her onto the floor, bounds her with duct tape. Puts her hands behind her back, covers her mouth and her eyes, and then decapitates her with a hatchet. That is terrible. It's horrible. And um, we know all that happened because he's on surveillance camera. Like, so they had video. They had video. And they back then they had video. That was pretty yeah. Yeah, good. And so then he runs or he unlocks the door and leaves. And that was premeditated, obviously, because he mean, had the bag. He had he a waited. bag with a hatchet in it. He waited so that um, a clerk, like the it was all on surveillance tape. So a clerk from the hardware store identified him as the one who bought the hatchet. So okay, he had to have so money. He, so he yeah. went and bought the hatchet. And then two witnesses ID'd him from the store themselves who were in the store that happened to leave. And then a third witness saw him running away. And so he was, um, with blood on the shirt, carrying the bag with the, with the weapons in it. And so he was actually noticed at a Winn-Dixie. Do you remember Winn-Dixie? I do remember Winn-Dixie. We had a Winn-Dixie around. Do they still exist somewhere? I don't think so. I don't know. They could be somewhere. We have, they, I vaguely remember it. I remember Winn-Dixie. Um, man, we had a Hannaford too. I do Back when we could afford groceries. You don't remember Hannaford? I do not remember Hannaford. Hannaford was where, well, I don't, no one cares about this because no one lives where we do, but <laughs> where Hobby Lobby is now. Uh, okay. You don't remember? No, I oh, wasn't well. here then. Oh yeah, you're okay. You live. I'm a newbie. You're right. Fairly new. But anyway, so Win Dixie, remember those stores? I mean, I guess you're not new after 18 years of living somewhere. No. So yeah, I remember Win Dixie. Oh. Anyway, the Win Dixie employee security guard. And what's his name? You said. Oh, Samuel Ivory. Okay. So Win Dixie security guard. Yep, I had to take a sip of my um diet coke. Um, not a sponsor. No, the. Security employee saw him washing his shirt out that looked bloody, okay. and then questioned his travel bag and its contents. Which brave on him because yes. if I saw somebody washing a bloody shirt that had a hatchet in a bag, I don't think I'd be asking any questions. No. But he asked about it, and Samuel said that he just kept those things for his protection. 
Yes, I doubt it. Yeah. And so the next day, like a sergeant just happened to saw him walking down the street. And when they went to prompt him to ask a question, he just ran. And if you just run, they're going to chase you. So they eventually um, pursued and he was caught shortly after. So, and then 12 days after the crime happened, they were searching the area. And in an abandoned house, they find the bag with the murder weapon and the knife and the hammer. And um, it was actually stashed in 1161 Martin Luther King Avenue with, you know, all the stuff. And the fingerprints on the weapons were matched to to him. And then they have them on video. It was a pretty clear cut. I would think so. Clear cut. Uh, hopefully do we know so his defense um he held the position of a special plea of not guilty by reason of mental disease or disorder that was clearly planned out and so in the end he does in fact get sentenced to the death penalty and was spent time on death row i could not find any more information however i did find a youtube video of him talking to this imaginary audience and Apparently, the um, snippets were he would heard voices and, you know, God was telling him to do things. He okay. was a paranoid schizophrenic. So that could have been part of the, the mental state. And um, they got someone to evaluate him. And he, he in his mind, believed what he was doing was the right thing, that people were telling him things. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we all know that was his version of a reality that just wasn't happening. But he uh, he sounded a little bit, you know. And so we have to keep our streets safe from someone like that because of, you know. Oh, someone wasn't doing their job and decided to release him from said first mental yeah, institution who had him. Of course, if they got him stabilizing. But that's the the, the hard fine. part about those, some of those disorders. And if you get stabilized and you feel okay and you feel fine, you don't think you need medication. And then when you stop taking medication, yes. then you, you have breaks. And yes. then when you have the breaks, they can be really, 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 really bad breaks. Yes. And if this is what happened, but he, the fact that he was able to maintain composure. And I mean, he went bag, and bought a hatchet and he packed it in a bag and then like. And he stayed in the store and he had to lock the door. It wasn't, I don't know, it was really well planned. He so wasn't it, like. It makes you think he was lucid in that moment and maybe stable and that's. But and was know. using his past as a benefit to say, I, I don't know. And maybe once he got where he was, but. Yeah, we don't know. It's sad for Deborah Lewis. Is her name Deborah? Her name was Deborah okay. Lewis, and in fact, we were we, we were looking this case up. There is a lot of Deborah Lewises that have not very good endings. Yes, there are definitely a lot stories out there of different murder mysteries, and yeah, and, and this one though they do know who did it, and so that thankful for that. Some of the other stories weren't weren't solved. Yeah, so this one we know. And we just tried to find whether or not Samuel Ivory, Ivory is, um, you know, like Ivory soap. Except he was <laughs> with the E-R and he wasn't as fresh and clean. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we were trying to find if he had it, been executed. Right. And I couldn't find yeah. it. We couldn't find it anywhere. So he must still be in Mobile prison somewhere and i was saying if we didn't have you know this was our job and we had extra time that's when we would call and we would ask questions and we would do records requests and we would figure it out but because we are not professionals yes yes, we just have kids and dogs and you know we can't find that information for you but if you're in mobile alabama and you know the case and you know that it hasn't happened yet or you have more information that you want to share with us you can always email us at oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook group. And if you know anybody with mental illness, you know, try to seek yes. help for them because 
that's my background is working with people and it's very just, real yes and, and it's, it's a, even more prevalent in this day and time so make sure you get help for them and, um, you know if you see somebody struggling because it's unfortunately it affects a lot of people so we want them to get the help they need before bad things happen so thank y'all for listening well and, there is a youtube video clip of him speaking that he did some kind of interview with the radio station that, or, or tv station at the time but um it's really just you couldn't get anything out of it and it did sound like he was having some yes. some psychotic episodes and but he knew he did what he did though yeah he, he did state that and he knew you know maybe he had messed up so it was kind of interesting to watch but um thanks so much for reaching out yes. and we do have some more stories on tap so we'll keep them coming and you can like i said hit us up on the facebook group email us and just remember if you do the crime it's going to catch up with you in time and we'll talk about it have a good week